Welcome to Line 44 with your host, Gracia Small, the podcast for anyone who feels like their life is unraveling. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for today's episode. I just wanted to preface it with a few things. There may be um, some of you who experience a level of emotion that arises inside of you as you hear this story it can be triggering for some of you. And I ask that if you do encounter these emotions deep down, that you become curious about yourself. Nothing is arbitrary. Don't let anything pass you by. It, we always look for an opportunity for either your body, your emotions, or your brain that is trying to speak to you through different avenues. So if you do find yourself emotional, please pull that thread and ask why. Ask why over and over and over until you get to an answer that is comfortable with you. And then for another portion of you, this may be a very uncomfortable episode. You may feel a, a sense of cringe. You may feel a sense of, uh, this is this is just awkward for me. And if you do feel that, I invite you to pull that thread. Emotions are normal and people sharing them and being vulnerable shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable. There is a reason why you feel uncomfortable and I ask you to pull that thread. Take the time to journey inward and discover things about yourself that you didn't realize were lying beneath the surface. This is a great opportunity to be inquisitive about yourself, be curious about what's lying inside of you. And make sure you stay tuned for the end of the episode. I will be giving you some resources that will help you process some of the things that we discussed in today's episode. I just want you to know that you're seen, you're heard, and you're valued. Thank you for joining me today. The pandemic was an interesting experience I know for everyone involved. We were all impacted by it to some degree. It really was the beginning of the unraveling for me. I had already um, for several years prior to that had been, it, it's almost like I, the best way to describe it is I, I had been trying to just hold on to a pile of spaghetti and it was just slipping through my fingers. And so I felt like that before the pandemic hit. So I was already emotionally and mentally just done. And, and then the pandemic hits and that rocked my world because I couldn't escape. I couldn't escape my reality. I couldn't go to work and distract myself with random things or with conversations and, and people and circumstances. I couldn't distract myself from my current reality. And I, um, and I had to face it for the first time. And I'm, I'm positive that there, I'm not alone in that. I'm positive that the pandemic, what it did is it really caused us all to stop and just breathe and, and for some of us, that breath made us realize that we are, are not okay. And, and I think that that was a really pivotal time in my life where I started to feel like I was unraveling. Prior to the pandemic, at least several months prior, I, I was not emotionally or mentally doing well. I was really struggling and I was using, I didn't realize this at the time, but I was using work to distract myself 
from things I didn't want to feel and I didn't want to face. And um, when the pandemic hit, although I was still working, I really, I slowed down. And that slowing down made me realize that I was miserable, Um, that it was just that life somewhere along the lines, I feel like I blinked and the path I was on just, just combusted. Like it didn't even shift. It like fucking left. And what do you do with that? Right. I, I mean, I literally felt like I blinked and my life was, wow, I don't even know what happened. It felt like such a whirlwind. And I, I, hadn't the last five years, I hadn't been able to really process any of that. And when the pandemic hit and I was able to slow down, I really got to process some of that. And it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to feel things that I had been trying to ignore. You know, it, it the pandemic was extraordinarily difficult for me, particularly because I me sticking to a boundary I had with my spouse at the time required me it almost felt like I was shooting myself in the foot to save my life. And I don't know how else to describe it, but I knew that I knew that he needed to go for both of our well-beings. Because anytime you're in a dynamic where there's emotional unhealth, you're both emotionally unhealthy, right? Like that's just the reality. For us both, he needed to go. And and however, that left me when I say I shot myself in the foot to save my life. That left me homeschooling three kids, working full time, and doing it all alone, 24-7. It was so, so difficult. I, honest to God, have never in my life having to do multiple things. I'm having to, on a very consistent um, 24-7 cycle, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus snacks, plus homeschooling three, plus working full time from home and still doing Zoom meetings and phone calls and, um, and laundry and dishes and, you know, all and cleaning and, and for the first time in my life, no help. It it was so incredibly difficult and I was not okay. But I also knew that if I didn't stick this route, it would be the end of me. I knew where I was at mentally and and I could not handle more. And I needed to start making decisions that at the time, even if my heart was hurting when I did it, I had to do it because I knew that it was best for me. And, And, you know, that's the hardest, hardest thing to do when I told my friends, um, some of my friends that I was getting a divorce, a lot of times the response is that people assume you don't love the person. And, and for most cases, I think people get divorced a hundred percent are on that. But I said to them, I am not getting a divorce because I don't love him. I'm getting a divorce because loving him is going to kill me. And I needed to save myself. And so it's this really difficult dichotomy when you release someone that you so deeply love because it's harming you. Because either way, you feel like you're dying inside, you know? And that was that was a, just a really, really difficult thing to do. 
And then I did it, and then I realized, holy shit, I did it, and now I'm alone, and this is fucking hard. <laughs> it was just a lot, you know? Really walking through this journey, like trying to figure out how to maintain. At first, it was just like running around with like a chicken with its head cut off, right? I am literally just trying to survive and adjust to being home 24-7, being the end-all be-all. And then I have these emotions that I need to also process, right? There are things that I encountered and things that I that I had never felt before, you know, deep, deep, painful things. And also pr- ways I was thinking and processing, things I was wanting and all, you know, all of that was just getting really, really, really odd. And I know that it was my attempt at coping. It was to to the ex- extent that I understood what coping was. And coming from someone who's been in therapy for forever, like therapy is healing, right? Um, and, and, they, and they do typically teach you coping skills. But the things that I was feeling inside the typical coping skills, I just was I, typically when my therapist gives me coping skills, my immediate response is, I feel stupid. I don't want to do this. And I have always been like that when it comes to therapy. I've always been super skeptical. I've always been all of these things. And um, she would give me suggestions and all of that. And I would, oh my gosh, I just would so be so resistant to them. But by golly, if I started implementing every single freaking coping skill that she had given me and probably one of the most powerful ones that she gave me, you know, most therapists say to, for you to journal. And I have writing like a serial killer. If you see it, it's not pretty. You would think it's a man or a doctor or, you know, again, a serial killer. Um, so it's just not pleasant. I, I just, I told her, you know, I had always said, I can't, I hate the writing part. And this is the first therapist ever that was like rational and logical and was like, just record yourself talking. You like talking, which is true. So I started recording myself, journal, basically journaling my feelings, like talking about things that I was feeling. And and it required me to actually feel, right? It required me to take a second sit down, quiet myself, and kind of like figure out, rummage through myself. What is going on inside there? What am I feeling? So I dubbed these moments as brain dumps. I call them brain dumps. And they tend to be about a four to five minute audio that I record on my phone. It's really just you talking about whatever you're feeling, right? And at first you feel stupid because you're just talking. You're like, what the fuck? I'm just talking. But start talking, you start saying things that you didn't know you believed. As you start investigating yourself and what you actually feel, because let me just explain something to you with the way that we work as humans. Most of us have learned to shove down all of our emotions and and we cannot identify exactly what we're feeling. And what does that mean? Well, most of us, we can identify if we feel angry. We can identify if we feel happy. We can identify if we feel sad, but it's actually really difficult to identify within those nuances of that, right? And and because of that, we oftentimes express emotion as anger. And I didn't realize that every time I would say, I'm just angry, I wasn't really just angry. You know, one time my therapist, she had asked me why I was so hurt by some relative's response to 
to my decision of removing my spouse from our home. And, and I said, I'm angry. And, and she, and I, this is the first time I'd ever heard this. She said, typically anger is not a primary emotion. It's a secondary. So it's a response to something that you felt first. And I paused and I was like, I don't know how to figure out what I felt first. And she said, well, let's re you know, let's discuss what happened. And you tell me, yes, you're going to say that you're angry, but what did you feel before you got angry? And I, for the first time realized that I felt rejected. I felt rejected. But the only thing I could identify was anger. And the problem with not being able to identify your emotion is that you cannot heal what you cannot see. You cannot heal what you cannot feel. And so me being able to identify that I I wasn't just angry, I felt rejected. And that feeling of rejection when I said it out loud, my entire being responded. Like I just felt my body, my, you know, physiological body response that I, it didn't make that happen. It just naturally took over. It was automatic. As I started doing these brain dumps, I was able to more identify things that were going on inside of me. The flip side to that is that once you start identifying those things that are going on inside of you, you actually have to heal them because they're there. And now you know they're there and you're triggered all the time because you are aware of it, right? So it was a it was a really interesting process that I went through and I you know, I started doing brain dumps pretty consistently and and it really helped me to mentally be able to wrap my head around some things. There were so many things that I was having to process during that time period that the unraveling really was was overwhelming. And as I continued to do these brain dumps, I noticed that throughout the day, specific thoughts I had were were things that said, you know what, I, I, I felt this, or I thought this, I wonder that, I'm going to go later on, I'm going to write that down to make sure that I go do a brain dump on that. And those are those thoughts are what I call threads. When you have a specific thought, and it and it you have a response to it, like an abnormal and an emotional response, um, that's a thread to pull. And because it's your it's you speaking to you. It's your body and your brain and your emotion saying, we need some attention here. And so as I was sharing with my friends through this process of trying to explain to them how this is kind of unfolding for me as I go do these brain dumps and I discover things that I think about and, and it makes me, it makes me, it made me curious about myself and my emotions, right? So I started to go and pull these threads. And as I pulled these threads, I realized that some core beliefs that I had about my life and myself that I was getting to, and and those core beliefs were were massive indicators in how I function in my everyday life. And they're also the ones that are, are where triggers come from. I didn't realize that a lot of my core beliefs 
were rooted in rejection and and rooted in in feeling unlovable and were rooted in um, feeling like I have to be needed in order to be valued and rooted in all of these things. My core beliefs were rooted in all of these things that were spiraling out of control. And I started to become out of control. This feeling of out of control really stemmed from feeling, you know, I could process my thoughts, I could identify my emotions, but I didn't realize that I had spent my whole life shoving those deep down inside, those feelings deep down inside and not acknowledging how I was feeling. And that now as I was pulling these threads, the things inside of me were unraveling and that was provoking my body to wake up. And some of the way that that my body started to wake up and respond to all of this was through anxiety, which at the time I didn't know was anxiety. I just thought I didn't feel good. I didn't know that anxiety was a feeling of you can't breathe. It was stomach issues. It was irritability. It was frustration. Um, it was not just worry, but it was so many more things. And it really began to take over my everyday life. It's just me. You know, there's a lot, there's a feeling of suffocation in that, that you, you know, you almost feel like you're going crazy because you have all these things going on inside of you and life is still spinning and, and, and moving outside of you. A lot of the anxiety came from a sense of feeling semi suffocated, you know, knowing that we are in the middle of quarantine and help is not coming it's not going to come, but you feel completely out of control in both areas. And so it was a, a really overwhelming feeling. And then when your body isn't cooperating with you, you get more and more frustrated because you can deal with the thoughts and you can deal with the feelings, but man, how the hell do you deal with the body, right? It was at that time that I had started to experience panic attacks, which if you have never experienced one, you genuinely literally feel like you were dying inside. The pain is unbearable. I would get these knots in my stomach that just would make me nauseous and make me just double over in pain. I couldn't feel like I could breathe. I literally felt like I was suffocating and it was so overwhelming, so overwhelming that I knew something was seriously wrong. I knew that if I continued and I didn't figure it out, that I wouldn't have a future with my kids. And I severely was dependent on my ability to rescue myself. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. I so appreciate you. Please be sure to share this with anyone that you think it could be of help to. Um, the resource I want to give you today can be found on the Instagram page for the podcast, Line 44 Podcast. And I will be uploading the Wheel of Emotion. This will help you navigate exactly, pinpoint exactly what you're feeling to be able to do brain dumps and really rummage and pull your own threads and figure out what's lying beneath the surface. I also wanted to let you know that you cannot control your emotions. You can control how you respond to them and what you do with them, but you cannot control the fact that they are there 
or that you feel it. So please just be kind to yourself. Accept it. Don't be mad at yourself for feeling the way that you feel. You know, I always tell people that a quintessential definition of gaslighting is when someone tells you you should not feel a certain way. Please don't be the toxic person in your life to yourself. Don't gaslight yourself. If you feel it, you feel it. Accept it and let's work on healing it. You know what I'm saying? You're seen, you're heard, and you're valued. Thanks for listening in. See you next week.